Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm Santuan. I'm Antoine. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The lifestyle. Our lifestyle. How that lifestyle treating you? That lifestyle got me still number 14 on the new release charts on Amazon. Go true ahead. biography, true crime, murder and mayhem biography. Justice for Nakisha, a father's pain. We ain't even been out two weeks. This is actually uh, two weeks and one day. Going into the third week, we pushing for that number one. We gonna get that number one before the end of the month, for real. Okay. And when I get that. I could actually retire from uh, yeah. it, I'm about to break it down to you Because I thought about it right Because okay. everything that I uh, ever wanted to write Myself personally yeah. is already done right. So everything after this will actually be uh, Work for hire yeah. You know what I'm saying So I'm done my writing career I, I'm, over. Yeah I, I got my number one I got my best selling yeah. I got my award So yeah. uh, multiple awards actually So that's how the lifestyle been treating me What about you? Hey man it's been treating me great bro uh, I actually I don't know. I was gonna do some cast, some more casting, but I think I had I kind of been going through something like everything I got left in me for entertainment just gonna be for us. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. Like so I'm like, not. I mean, I got my couple guys that I uh, mess with on a regular basis, but I was like, I'ma just. Yeah, because everything that's uh, going on with us entertainment wise actually is nothing new. The connected right. experience is not new. Animal instinct, the urban jungle is not new. It's just. We pushing projects that's timeless. We got timeless projects, and once our entertainment uh, investment is pays off, now, yeah, yeah, it's time to move on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you got to work. Yeah, it's, it's French too, passé, which is a noun, a reflection, or thought. What about you? I got a word too, and a scarper, which is a verb used without a, a object. A object is to flee or depart suddenly, especially without having paid one's bill. Now, listen though, did you know? That it is a mammal that lays an egg. What is that mammal? I forget what it's called, but a platypus is one of them. Word? Yeah, a platypus is a mammal that, that lays an egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who told you that? Well, you know, uh, my wife, she uh, getting ready to take the test. By the time they hear this, she done been on pass and stuff for her teacher certification. And, you know, it, it's for a certain grade level. Yeah. And so, you know, they just mix all the questions in yeah, together. Yeah. And uh, we was, you know, I was helping her study and shit in the end. She said, "What, what type uh, of learner is she? What type of she, learner she, are you first? I'm, I'm visual, and then I got to do it right, and then I'm scenario based. So I got to be putting every to get to this answer. I need to be putting every single scenario that together yeah. get to this answer. You know, are you a studier? <laughs> Fuck them things. Listen, I passed the test guessing. I always go guess the whole first. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I, I, I never I know listen. I retake it. Yeah. I just need to see what's on. I it. was telling my wife. I'm like, yo, I've never sat down and studied, studied for nothing. Test. Like I've Good never test. studied for anything. I'm gonna take my the life. test, see where I'm at, and then, then go, go back and, and see what I need to learn. From it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we gotta guess. We gotta guess. Yeah, and this is um this is was one of the most well written bios I have ever seen. Right. So, and I, I'm a preference that because you manage artists and they didn't have a bio. So when I seen your bio, I couldn't believe that. Like when I seen how structured it was, how well it was put together, we looked at it, we hit each other up. I said, bro, did you read this bio? And he like, yeah, I read it. I said, but did you see how it, it was? Whoever did that bio, they did an immaculate job. So whoever did that did a great job. And you should tell them like, yo, that was a great bio. You know what I'm saying? So we have uh, Rita. I don't know if how you are known professionally. So we would just call you Rita. You know what I'm saying? Is, is, how you, is that what you go by? Well, what do you go by professionally? I guess professionally it's the lady with the golden ear. The lady with the golden ear. We was going to get into that. with two dudes who got the golden ear. Now, if you, I'm going to say him, though, because... Because I, I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick what's he, next. He go here years in advance. Years in years advance. advance. I'm gonna pick you, what's next. Yeah, and he could tell you what's next. Yeah. And that's that's real. This about him. I said, dog. 
so in high school, we let me preface this. In high school, his senior project was to be an A and R. He reached out. No, 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 no. Actually, the senior project was to do something you wanted to do within whatever field that you want to go into. So people was like nurses, so they would go talk to their auntie that's a nurse or whatever. Now you could preference. Right. It. So we used to rap, but he was like, I, I want to be an A and R. So he reached out to Who Banging Records. That's when Mac Tien had Who Banging Records. And, and the A and R name was Mickey. Yep. Reach back, back out. Told me everything I would need to do and actually told me what A&R stands for. So it's a bunch of niggas running around here claiming to be A&Rs, right? And have no clue that A&R is artists and repertoire. So many people don't know that. But she told me what they do. She told me they picked the I, I, they. I don't even know if Mickey was a girl or a guy. So, like, you got to pick the talent. You got to go discover these things. You got to go. You got to be gotta the one. Go in there, you you got to go hot. in there and think they hot. Midwest, you, you should be in Gary, Indiana. You should be here. here you should be here, here telling here. me everything. So that always stuck with me. After that, me and him would just pick people. So the first time I heard Yo Gotti on Tila's Double Up, uh, on Tila's Double Dose album on a song called uh, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. I heard him. I said, he going to be the biggest nigga in the game, bro. Years later, Yo Gotti. Biggest nigga in the game. Who else I heard? I picked um, more recently the Sleazy Go or yeah. the Sleazy. You 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 up on him? First time I heard him. It, this nigga, the vid, I don't even know what video it was. This video probably had like a hundred views at the time. I called him. I say, man, it's some little nigga from Kansas City that's gonna go crazy. Turns out it was the Sleazy World Go nigga, and he really from Grand Rapids. You feel so me? Been doing this like just hearing so, nigga like yeah. oh they got it in the next five years if they stay at it. I love it. Yeah, he's so he's so he's we go get into how you got your gold to air too, but let's talk about you growing up. Like how was it for you growing up, and where are you from? I'm from. And it's a worldwide. This a worldwide show, okay. so you know what I'm so, saying. I'm from Detroit. West side, east side. So I don't like to claim a side. But what's what, what what's them streets that you grew up on All early? Yeah. Seriously, um, east side. Eastside. Um. Well, wait. Highland Park. Yeah. HP. That's a big year. So and yeah. Then it was Eastside. Then it was what's your age range? Give us an age range. I'm 44. Okay, because we spent some summers in Highland Park. Probably about four summers. Four summers across the street from the center. Going, getting the free lunch, playing the baseball and all of that in Highland Park. Waiting it, for the green ice cream truck with the cookie to come around. Yeah, so, so yeah. Man, you remember that, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We really aunt, from Angster, but my aunt used Angster, to live out there. And that was go every summer. And we okay. used to look forward to it. You know what I mean? And uh, Highland Park special to us for the same reason because it's like, it's not Detroit. Right. That's actually one of the weirdest things in the city of Detroit, that it's a city literally inside the city. In the, the middle city. of Detroit, right? Yeah. Like, and I think Detroit might be one of the only cities where well, and then Hamilton. Hamtramck like that too. too. Yeah. It's like, damn, you two streets over you in Hamtramck, two streets over you in Highland Park. So <laughs> it's a weird thing, but like you got to love stuff like that. So uh, were your parents together? No. 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 So mom, dad, the, um, how was your relationship with your father? I didn't have one. Okay. Honestly, oh shoot, I got to remember. When I turned 38, mm -hmm. my mom called, actually on my birthday, it was the weirdest thing. She called me one day, I was at work. And she's like, she's actually sent me a text, my bad. She, the text was a picture of her and this man. And she said, this is something you'll never see again. So I stared at it for about five minutes. And I'm like, who in the heck is this? So you didn't see any characteristics? You didn't like... It took, it took a good five minutes before it settled. And I texted her, is this my dad? Like, what yeah. the heck? Just it so was. awkward that it was on my birthday. So the whole time growing up, you got siblings? No siblings. So it's just you and mom, and mom thugging it the whole way through. Now, as a as a young lady growing up, because I'm a father and I have a daughter, and like me and my daughter rock tight. Like that saved my life. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want kids. I didn't want to be married. I didn't want to be everything I am today. I was just resistance to it. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't imagine not having my daughter. So on the flip side of that, growing up, how do you? How is this affecting you not having a dad? It was. Shoot, you know, honestly, I don't think I even ever thought about it because my mom was such a good mom and she, I mean, I was always active doing stuff. I had my uncles. It was my mom was the only, only girl yeah. and I had five uncles, six uncles. Yeah. So... So they could have probably necessarily ran your dad off in the, in the in the sense of you're not about to play with my little so my sister. Exactly. And, and you're definitely not about to play with my niece. Okay, exactly. so I... um. I seen that like you were very active in the entertainment industry early. So what did moms do that had you sway toward the entertainment industry? She was in the entertainment industry. Um, she started off 
honestly, as a dance coordinator, okay. the scene. Okay. And she, oh, yeah, the scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of explain what the scene is. We know, but this is a worldwide show. So, when we talking about, because the, the scene was everything in Detroit, in the surrounding area. The scene was basically fucking. 106 in Park without. 106 in Park. Uh, What was the new dance show? It was, dancing. Yeah, it was everything. So, yeah. your mom was a part of that? She was the dance coordinator. She was the one basically to find the dancers. Yeah. Right. And then they had some legendary dancers. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, of course. As a child, I was on there, probably one of the only three kids that appeared on the show. Yeah, the people, okay, so were you the first of the three kids? Or, yeah, your mom's like, yo, go out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She had me doing commercials and all kind of stuff. Yeah, And so not obviously you liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably not at first. It was cool. It was cool. I just learned that I didn't want to be on that side of the game real early. Oh, and that's, that's what's so important because... Yeah. It's not a game It's actually that size Of the business Because when you get games You get prizes And the prizes for thinking That entertainment is a game Is failure and heartbreak That's what it is So anytime I hear a nigga Say the rap game And then they explain What happened to him That's because you playing a game Yeah and you have to know That it is a business 90% No no it's 100% business It's You you feel it Your talent is actually Part of the business It's a part of it Yeah For sure And more people Really need People in higher places now that you know what I'm saying because we in our 40s so we grew up we we started rapping at like 10 years old and we grew up we 30 years invested into this and 25 of those we probably were saying the entertainment game the rap game right and then you look around and you're like it's a whole business. yeah it's, it's a real business <laughs> and that's why we d- developed the college of hiphop.org we actually teach the business side of the entertainment industry you know so you could check that out when you uh but it's the college of hiphop.org and we need more people saying the entertainment industry, the entertainment industry, the entertainment business, because if they treat it like a business, then they will get more out of it than treating it like a game. It's it, it's no winners and losers in business. It's just business. It's always a loser. Any game you play, it, it has to be a loser. That's exactly. the reason it's a game. So what made you know that you did not want to be on the talent side of it? Because when what we used to what we started noticing is like we super intelligent and all of that right so people used to think mad people was behind us they would think it was like a whole team and then they'd be like well bring in the talent and they're like it's just it's us well where y'all team at well he do it i do it and that scares people yeah because we were knowledgeable so when did you once you realized you didn't want to be on the talent side was it because you were seeing what was happening to people um, you know what? No, I I knew that early on because I think I'm more reserved. I don't like to go out and people know who I am, yeah. and I don't. It's like, oh, you. Mm, I, I like to play the background a little bit, and that's so. how I am too. I like the people who supposed to know to know. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean, and. uh that's because I do good business. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for what my talent is in doing business, then you'll know me. But exactly. other than that, it's like you shouldn't even know me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Unless we go work together. That's the only reason I feel like you should know me yeah. unless we go do business. And, and I not to cut you off, but I also feel like when people know that you the 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 the, the plug, so to speak, they, to they treat you different. Yeah, they do. And I must I don't don't treat me any type of way. Let me work with you. Let's work together. And I don't care. I'm not. It's business. Exactly. I, I'm not trying to develop a friendship. You're not my bro. You're my my daughter's not your niece. These things could potentially happen through me getting to know you as a person, but it all oh, I always keep it business, and that's a part of people calling it a game. Listen, man, just because a nigga signed you to his record label, A, that does not mean he has your best interest in mind. Or that they even like you. Or that they even like you. And B, that does not make him your big brother, your... Niggas, bro, the manager at McDonald's not your big brother. Exactly. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't go to war, and I'm saying that because I was thinking... Like totally off subject, but I was thinking about whites in hip hop protected by blacks, mm. and 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 that's Vlad, that's Adam, that's M, and I was thinking how all of these powerful black men will go to war with other black men to protect this white boy in hip hop, and you wouldn't do that 
for the white manager at McDonald's who ultimately is it, no, no, not even the manager, the owner of the McDonald's that you work for. You wouldn't do that, but they do the same thing. They just write your check. It, he's not your brother. He don't care about you. You're his crash test dummy, and you're going to go front line for him, and then he's going to go get real white security after that because he don't want niggas around no more. Okay. And that had crossed my mind when I was like, huh? I was internetting and I had seen something that I I don't know what it was, but it was just something I was How like. How you feel about that though? Like because like being you in the entertainment industry, so you know exactly what I mean. When oh I yeah. Say that. So how you feel about something like that? I do. You feel like that was accurate what he said? I agree. Yeah, um, I totally agree. People tend to draw to the ones that they see in the forefront. Yeah. And treat the people that they don't know, the ones in the background, they they treat yeah. them like shit unfortunately. And that's yeah. the until, best until they figure out yeah. But but by that time you ruined it, bro. And exactly. I ruined it, bro. That's why you gotta that. treat everybody yeah. equal. I, especially like, in this business. Yeah. You don't know who, who is who and, who, and who or where they go be. Do what, or where they go be where they're gonna end up at, who they can put you in front of, you have no yeah. idea. And that's so, why I always like uh, I'm, I, I'm not I'm first of all I'm just not a greasy person but I just never grease people but it's because I don't want nobody to grease me because when I be doing things that other people consider big and then like uh, I be there right but you don't even know who like I I will wear the same clothes every day to a movie set that we shoot in seven days you see what I'm saying but when the people start seeing like when dude on the set Shit, like shit, even ran a little different. Now I'm just here because of whatever interest I may have. So is that executive producing? Is that casting? Because you never know, and it shouldn't matter what I do on the set. But it's like they be like, why, why, why people treating him like that? And you could have said, "What's <laughs> up to somebody the first day they don't even know." Then you walk in. And I'm the casting director. Now you got to come in front of me. I just said, "What's up to you out there?" Or not even, "What's up?" Hey, how y'all doing today? You know what I'm saying? Then you get in there like. Oh, you because you don't know who you 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 know what I'm saying? It's like, man, listen, just come to do the job. Exactly. And that's who I'm gonna work with. You know what I mean? So you said, yeah, I don't want to be the talent. How did your mind feel about you even getting involved in the same industry? Some people want that and some people be like, no, I find something else to do. You know what? She was very happy. And I'm gonna tell you, um, I knew for a long I knew forever that this is what I wanted to do. But. I went to Specs Howard. I interned at the radio station for a little while, but then I had a kid. Her right My my son okay. was now about to be nineteen in November. Okay. So it was like I was interning at the radio station. It had been about eight months, and they hadn't offered a paying job. And then I get an, a paying job offer on the other end, and I'm like, now something that was big that you did. <coughs> You were instrumental in putting H-Town on TV for the first time, right? Like, not your mom, you. This is your pick. This is, how did you, take me through that. How old so, were you at the time? Because that's big. Was it, when you put them on BET, you was the one who got them on BET for the first time, right? Well, I introduced my mom to them and she made it happen. No, you made it happen, though. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because well, this, yeah. this business is all happen. introductions. I made you feel what I'm saying? The person you're yep. introducing them to just have to believe whatever you believe. Yep. So if you say they it, it right, and that's they what it. happened. Yeah. So I was in the eighth grade, and this eighth grade, yep, jukebox was out. Yeah. <laughs> and I took a whole VHS tape, 30 minutes, and recorded the video over and over and over and over. Yeah. When my mom came home, I'm like, Mom, you need to get this group on the show. She you need was to see producing this. Producing video LP at the time. Yeah. And she was like, uh, first question. She has nothing about the group or talent, nothing. What record label are they on? I said, Luke Records. She's like, girl, you know we can't get nobody on Luke Records on there. Oh, because she thinking Luke Records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess there was the nasty version, the R&B nasty version like, of it. No. I'm like, no, no, no. See here. Watch the video. I promise you. It's quality. You can do it. Yeah. So when she watched the video, she liked it, and she reached out, and the rest is history. Okay, now listen. When you made that happen, right, and you got to tell somebody. You got to be like, yo, that was, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you get to meet the fellas and all of that? So when you met her, did you tell them, like, I 
watched your video. I think my mom. Oh, I had, had already had yeah. already told them when I met them. They had what they call a green room, yeah. and they came in the green. room. Explain they, what that is because okay. that 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 might not happen too much as often no more in the industry. So yeah. it's just the waiting area that the artists go in to basically chill and wait for time to start, eat the food, watch TV, whatever they're gonna do. Yeah, and a um, coke here and there, depending on the person, <laughs> and depending on the facility, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but they came and they actually gave me a group jacket, so I felt like I was the Part female it, member. Yeah, yeah. You still got that? <laughs> I still got you it. Got to keep that memorabilia yeah. for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. auction that because yeah, one of them passed away, like right? That, right? One of the, Dino, uh, okay. he was the, the main singer. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Records. then G and and I, the dark skin guy. Yeah, him and I, we are still good friends yeah. to this day. People don't know Luke Records was yeah. the original yeah. independent label. Yeah, they was gonna sign a bunch of groups from out here, like and Detroit. Yeah, so you. You did so you coming up you so you you that's eighth grade they right that's eighth grade <laughs> like so boom so now did you you done something yet because your mom by eighth grade she was she putting national on acts on for the first time you might not <laughs> this is the pressure off yeah you know I mean? yeah yeah you better do some flips or something for that cheerleads that, that make espn you know yeah. got a legacy to uphold but go ahead so now you 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 are forced to be reckoned with as an eighth grader who you could this because this is how we get into you developing your name mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you are forced to be reckoned with and Obviously, your mom is recognizing it because she's looking from the business aspect and the mother aspect. So what do you do after eighth grade within the industry after she know that you you, you really got it like you? You know what? <laughs> it was a, um, a journey. So I went to Specs Howard. Um, that's when I took on the internship at. Okay. No, as a matter of fact, I interned at Arista Records after I graduated from Specs. I graduated with a video degree, video yeah. production degree. Yeah. I didn't want to go into video production. Yeah. I didn't want to go into radio. Yeah. I wanted to be in the music business. That's all I knew. Yeah. Right. But anywhere I went to get an intern, you had to be in school and this and that and the third. So I knew I was connected with Mason. Um, what I was eight years old when I did his opening if you guys remember every every morning at six o'clock, yeah. he would play that opening. Hello, Detroit missing your fun in the morning. Yeah. That was you. I was the little girl. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm doing exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so been hearing um, your voice for decades. Like so I yeah. connected back with Mason. He connected me with Chris Kelly, who hired me as her intern at the radio station. Okay. Um, once I had my son and took on the paying job. I never looked back. You produced the Chris Kelly show, I, I I, uh, and it was it was new actually, right? Yeah. It was like so you helped launch it. Um, well, actually, no, I had joined on. She had already. Been it was already going, yeah. but but you you was there during the, the rise, the yes. real the takeoff, right? Exactly. So who was Lisa Coleman? Lisa Coleman was the not program director, the promotions director okay. at Arista Records. Unfortunately, both the ladies have passed away. May they both rest in peace. Okay. But I met her through my mom. And, so. so what was that internship like being at, who, who was, okay, so give us who's on the label at, at this, this time. time. Ooh, so Arista, Tony Braxton. Um, what was that one guy? That's Clive that? Davis, right? That, that, that was, uh, was that Clive Davis label? Arista? I, that was Arista. It was, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the early bad boy stuff too, right? Uh yep, yeah. but they weren't they were under not Arista. They was were it, under It wasn't Arista. Was it Arista? The early Clive, was, I, it was it Bad Boy? It was Clive Davis. It was Davis, LaFace, I know for right, sure. LaFace. Well, Clive Davis went to Arista after he I forgot what the label was because Arista was kind of like him doing something different. I think a couple bad boy releases ended up being on Arista. If I'm not mistaken, May second album says Bad Boy and Arista, but that's okay. That's if possible. I'm not mistaken, yeah, I think it was. What was the? Yeah, I think it was the. That was kind of when that was, was, was yeah, but yeah. So you so you worked with on Tony Braxton projects and um, but you know what I remember promoting the most at that moment was Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher. Okay. okay. Yeah, see, okay. that's what so, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, this is Clive yeah. Davis was coming from something. Did Arista? Who was a. So you work Never Scared? And you know the crazy part is I only worked there for three months. So, but you got a chance to work Never Scared. Yeah. So that, this is that what, record made. That is what not that not only did it make Ti, yeah, hey Ti, but that was like one of the records that is the reason why Atlanta is still on today. Like yeah. that was one of the early bigger. They they didn't have a clue that that record was gonna be that big. Yeah. 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 So, so I did that for three months, and that's when I found out I was pregnant. So after I had the, after I had my son, I went to JLB. Okay. 
So I did that. She and said JLB, not JLB. W. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I came up. Yeah, she ain't say JL, so, W, JLB, which is the that radio station out here in this area. You know what I'm saying? So after I was in the customer service field, I never looked back. I started studying real estate. It wasn't until just recently, two years, two and a half years ago when COVID started, that I really took off with this stuff. Okay. Oh, so, oh, so that's up. when you came back, per se? Yep. How did you do with the real estate, though? Did you do good? I didn't even get deep into it. I was only studying to get my license. Oh, okay, okay. And then I'm going to say God gave me all these projects where I couldn't even pick up the real estate studies. Yeah, right, right. From I started playing around with my friend from Dave, Men at Large. Yeah. We were doing this thing on Facebook, and I was introducing him to new artists that I think nobody knew about. Yeah. And it was called Music Mondays. And from there, that's when... Dennis asked me to do the movies for the mu- uh, the mu- music for the movies. Then the guy asked me to do the magazine writing uh, write ups. Then somebody asked me to do A and R management for the label, and so so on and so forth. There's so many other things that I do. Now. Right. So how do you balance motherhood with all of this? <sighs> Bring them with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she's she dances. Yeah. Um, there's a young lady by the name of Casey, the model that raps. Yeah. So she dances behind her. She models. So she's kind of in, in the same type of thing you were. Where exactly? Yeah. And then I, now she's at an age I don't have to come on. Let's go. She comes with me. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, everywhere, wherever I go, concert, wherever. If yeah. I can take her, I'm taking her. Yeah. So you said. Well, well, that, wait, wait a minute. What your son do? Is he, does he do anything in the industry? He doesn't. Yeah. My son, honestly, is right now in a space. He's kind of like not sure what he wants to do. We are. He said he's nineteen. Exactly. Yeah, he will be nineteen that's next about, month. At least he know that he. He don't want to be a criminal. Ex- oh, he definitely knows that. You he know, displays it very well. Yeah, because I that, call him a square, okay. and, and that's perfect. Because it's so perfect. from nineteen to twenty-six, that's the hardest time in a young, uh, a young Americanized black man's life. And then we was just talking about it. Forty is the hardest decade to get out of yes. to live, like because you you discover so much. Because we just turned forty, and you discovered so much up to this, right? And I was like, how do I improve myself? But then when some people, this is where their health issues kick in. This is where all of this other stuff kick in. And from 40 to 50, that's the hardest decade you to get like out of. feel clock ticking. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, I feel don't feel like, like that, though. I feel like that. Because the clock already been ticking. Yeah, the clock, yeah. 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 Right. So, <laughs> like, what Take I... Take faster. Yeah, so what I said I'm going to do in 40, I, I'm setting decade goals. I want to achieve this by the time I'm out of this decade. I want to do this because... With your other goals that when you learn goal making, you know what I'm saying? You always got to go higher and push them forward and more. So I've mastered three-year plans, four-year plans, five-year plans. I haven't mastered a decade plan because I didn't master the other ones first. So now I'm like, but by the time this decade over, this is what I want to accomplish. Yeah. So you might have three bad, horrible years in a decade. You know what I'm saying? It's 50. And-, and then, but I look up, I'm 49 by the turn 50, cleared everything on the list. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's just some advice. To, if I would have knew that in my 30s, I'd be better in 40s. If I would have knew that in my 20s, you know what I'm saying? So just tell your son, just from one grown man to another adolescent becoming a grown man, just plot out how you go do your goals. That way you don't got to rush him. He he, young enough where he could say, by the time I'm 40, mm-hmm. I could do this. I'm going to have oh, all of this done. done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that would just be something I would tell a young man because nobody told that to me. And that's what older men not doing don't tell me what you had back in the day to make it look good you know yeah. i'm never going to tell you about the 19 year old me when you're 19 i'm going to tell you what you should what i wish somebody would have told me at 19 then i'm going to tell you why i wish somebody would have told me these things instead of saying oh we was 19 we had thirty thousand dollars between a 19 year old nigga like <laughs> yeah, but I ain't tell you exactly. what I did to get that And exactly. I ain't tell you what it cost me to get that You know what I'm saying So I'm going to tell you Hey man If I was you I, I was plan about it like this You know what I'm saying And, and my- I, well, I do that now too Because like I used to work in, in the public right uh, In retail And it's like flashes Like I always have like these certain flashes At times that I remember Like I remember one time Like some young cats Like some college cats what I mean by college is like went to high college right after high school. So they on the cusp of graduating. So they still young to me because at the time I'm like 27. So these like 22 year olds. And I remember them coming in the store one day and they were so excited about the price of GM stock. Right. I'm talking about these with some young men and they were really excited. And I'm like, 
damn, what them niggas talking about? <laughs> right? Like, because I know this. And, but because, you know what I'm saying? I used to be like cash based. Like, I want cash. You know what I'm saying? But these gentlemen were like really excited. And I was like, I should have asked them. That's why if I hear something, I never not ask not. Yeah. And because you can learn from a baby. You feel what I'm saying? Because they was in here shopping. But these boys, it was six of them. I remember it like it was yesterday. They was excited about GM stock. And I'm like, they own something. Why I ain't talk to them? You feel me? Yeah. Even if I would have fake act like I was trying to be their salesperson, like why I ain't talk to them? Yeah. I never let them opportunities go like that. You know, even with the even yeah, with, with the, the music, uh, yeah. even with the entertainment. When I see people who I think got it, come here, man. Let me talk to you. You feel right. what I'm saying? Just come here. You like we, me and my, my brother and I, like it's people popping right now, and they discussing how they making all this money off publishing and stuff like that. We were the ones who sat there with them and helped them fill out they uh they BMI stuff and all of that, and. Whether they remember that or not, you, we watching you benefit from that. You know what I'm saying? And we had never been. If that person sit on the show, we would bring it up. Like, hey, dog, you remember when we was at such? That was us. Because we watching it work for you. Exactly. And that ultimately means you telling your homies or you not telling them or whatever. But it's, it's floating around your circle or whatever. And that's what we here for. We here to help. Like, like it ain't no money in being real. And that's what I mean by that. I'm going to help you regardless. Whether it, it, whether it earns me. It's probably going to cost me more money to help somebody. Or it's going to cost me my time. My, my time. time. My time. Yeah, my time is my money. And like, that's, what exactly. I, that's why when we was uh, back and forth on the text. I said, well, no, we know what you do. You come sit down and talk. You see what I'm saying? Like this, this like this ain't a show for rappers. Behalf, but this ain't a show for just artists. This is a lifestyle show. So I seen what you're doing right now. Come sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's right. I got something I want to say. Yeah, go ahead. Because you touched on the fact that you sit in movies and this and that and the third. And they know y'all do movies. I mean, we, we, ca we I, cast I him. We uh, you know we actually been to Hollywood. We shot a we short shot film in Hollywood yeah. before yeah. we uh, we so like I said, like when I just was like, man, we kind of got to focus on what we got left for us because like we know that our forty to fifty, the only thing that got to do with entertainment is the seeds we already sold. Because we've been doing this for 30 years. You feel what I'm saying? So, And it's not been a bad 30 years. It's not been a, a bad, bad 30, 30 years. You know, you know what like what I got an 11-year-old daughter and the movie we shot in Hollywood was because my daughter said she wanted to act. So I said, well, this is how we go. And this was way, we, this was in 2013, no, because it came, came out in 15. And we were actually the first people to ever release a direct-to-consumer movie. Yeah. The movie is called Chewy. It was a short based on a real-life conversation that we had with uh, our, our guy, Ty Mopkins. And um, we released it. Have you seen Chewy.com was where you uh, went to uh, watch the, it, right? The marketing is about a dog that's supposed to have got kidnapped. So the marketing is Have You Seen Chewy? But it's a movie. Have You, you seen, seen Chewy? Chewy, right? You so, feel what I'm saying? Um, we released ours first. Dame Dash was second And then Spike Lee was third But Spike Lee was the biggest So it was from two, In 2015 That's when everybody Direct consumer And talking January about January 24th uh, Dame Dash was Two weeks after that And we know because We seen Dame in the airport And when we was talking about Because he was supposed to Actually come to, to the, the premiere, hit, to premiere. The premiere Because we premiered it at, uh, What was Columbia that? Film School You know what I'm saying yeah, So we premiered it out there And he was supposed to come And he didn't make it But before we left And went out there We told niggas Dog we go see Dame Dash Before we come back in the airport, we about to go back. He bumped right in the dame, like on some movie the, we, shit. We walk in, and we walk make in. him go this way. They make me go this way. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, I seen Dame. Like, hey, Dame, uh, over here by me. He had like this. And matter of fact, this is when he was getting back cool with Kanye. He was going to uh, Kanye was getting some type of uh, lifetime achievement award from a uh, BET or some shit or something. Yeah. Uh, or uh, what's the other? Soul he was track. flying anyway, out. Yeah. We was flying out. He was going to watch the DC. We was coming back home. You feel me? Uh, so that was a movie we did on our own. So I did the casting for that. We all did the casting. And I was like, yo, this kind of dope. And then my brother, like he was saying, he award winning author. He wrote a uh, a novella that won a, a a couple of awards. A couple of awards. And it's a it's a urban it's a fiction novella, and it's about some animals. So then we did the uh, animated, animated series series based on that, and the which is getting ready did, to come out. Yeah, yeah, and that the guy who did that was telling me while we finishing up, like yo, I got this series, man. Like I just need like I don't know no dope casting director. I like I got you. You just you just worked for us. I'm about to come work for you. I'm gonna give you the same respect. You know what I'm saying? So I cast the series. Then when we cast, I cast the series. The people on us who work on the series, they work so good together that two of them wrote a movie together. So I'm like, I know y'all ain't gonna go get another casting director. Right. I, that nigga, y'all know each other because 
guess who? You and that's how I feel right now. Like, I know y'all not going to hire some other music supervisor. Well, I just did the casting, but what I will do is I'll put you in contact because I'm going to say I know the dopest music <laughs> supervisor in the city. Yeah, and how long, if anything that you're working on with Dennis Reed, I've seen it. If it's, all, if it's out right now, because... This is way before everybody was on Tubi. This guy, I was watching everything on there, and I hit him like, "Oh no, dog! The D about to take this shit over. Like it's 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 everything it's I'm seeing. Like it's and it over. we actually been like, you know, Melissa. Yes. Okay. So like, we used to be there at Switch Play TV. Doc Chill is a mentor. Like like we been well, Miles Dixon. The Miles Dixon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like we been sitting in the rooms, and then we would look up, and people would come out the rooms years later, and they'd be like, well, "Twins, y'all." Right there when I first started, yeah, we like you know, oh, legend, legend do uh, legend got the movie Black Lies, Asbury Park. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was down there too. I'm just saying, like this, like, like so, we've like, been sitting in these rooms this like whole time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when when we come across dope people, it's like, why don't we know them and like bring them on because we need to know them. Or and so for example, like you when you because you're doing breezing the movie right, nasty the movie. Mm -hmm. The first place she talked about that movie was on this show. Here with us. Yeah, yeah. Because wow. she's from Inkster because we know her uncle. We grew up with her uncle. He said, hey man, my niece do movies. She go be the hot. Bring her on. I'm at the barber shop and then I seen the movie. I'm like, hey, that he was like, that's what my that's my niece. And I'm like, when she came in here, she come was in like, here. Oh, I'm about to start shooting my own movie, Nasty. And she told us everything was. She told us like, but before that, I got this, I got this, I got this. Then I'm gonna do my own. You know what I mean? So even like right now in the podcasting space, right? Like uh, we started podcasting November fourth, two thousand seventeen. That was our first show, right? Mm -hmm. January of two thousand eighteen, we threw, in this very building, we threw a podcast summit. We had Premium Pete come out. It was food. It was all these people that wanted to know about podcasting. This is 2018, right? Big Greg. Uh, Big Greg. Uh, if it was if it was 100 people in that room, 70% of those people got podcasts right now and don't even remember that we was the people who threw it. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it, how did you get into like doing uh, music supervision? Did somebody reach out to you first? Like, hey, we need that golden ear? That was Dennis, yeah. He, yeah. he just called me and asked that I want to do the soundtrack for the movie. Yeah. I had what no was the movie? What, what was the movie? Was. The first movie was He Said, She Said. Okay. Which is written by author, uh, what is it, L? what's her name? She. That's a book. That comes from being a book, too. Not, I don't know why. See, you put Melissa LB. in my head. Her name uh, uh, LB. LB. Yeah. Author L B or something. Yeah, yeah, but it, it yeah. Lisa. I know it's she. Her it used to be a book. Yeah, it used to be. It was a book. It was a book. You know what I'm saying? It might. It could possibly be. She just did another movie, right? I think it's Lisa. Okay, Lisa. Yeah. I think it's her. So that was the first one you worked on. Uh, mind not your heart. Yeah. One more time. I said charge that not knowing her name to your mind not yeah, your heart. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I should know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you sit down and put it together, what do you? When he say, "Yo, I want you to be the," you like, okay, but right. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah. I knew that I needed to pick the music, but yeah. I knew that it was more to it. And here's what I thought. I thought because he was the film, you know, the guy, the producer, that he would know what I was supposed to do. Yeah. He Not, didn't know. You so better look that shit up. That's what he said. I had to pick some <laughs> books up, and it was a dry run the first time. I just kind of, like, looked online, found this form. I filled it out myself and started sending it to people. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing at yeah. all. But that first time taught me that I knew I needed to study on what I was doing. I'm yeah. like, okay, if I'm gonna be doing this, you said you want me to do the next one too. I'm like, all right, now I got to have to take some time to figure out what this is that I'm actually doing, right? And all the details and legals that comes behind it, because I know it's more to it than just what I'm doing. Right, right. So, were you actually watching the films without music? Yes. That, mm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Script, I start. Yeah. I start off with the script. I yeah. need the script from me day too. one. Yeah, yep, say that. That's what I do too, because I feel like in order to be a good casting director, so it's two. It's a two way street for me, right? So, like for example, right now, like we bubbling, right? But everybody using the same people. So for me, I start off with the script because I want to be out enjoying my day or in my regular day. And see you and say I need you. you I need part. you for something. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Because I just read a description, and it's as simple as me hearing your voice. Because that's what I heard when I read the script. Because I try to find new talent. Because I always tell the talent that I work with, if you do this right, this go get you your next job. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? And I also tell them whatever you are. So if I cast you as a mother. 
don't you're be ne- that You're man. never a mother again because you're supposed to do this so good that you go say, I can't do that because I've been I, this. Right, I you feel what I'm saying? I've been this. So <laughs> I need to be a sister, a coach, or something else because you see me be a mother. You know what I mean? And that, and a lot of people don't, don't understand do that, that they they're getting caught up yeah. in the typecasting. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which, be like, <laughs> and I couldn't do that for my movie. So. Looking at the grand scheme and things of movies, right, and typecasting, I never understood typecasting because I'm not going to remember you from that role. I'm going to remember you from the first time I seen you as that role. So if Kane from Minister Society keep playing characters like that, then all I'm ever going to remember is him from Kane as Minister from Minister Society. That's why now that I'm older and I look back and the the very next movie Lorenz Tate was in after he was old dog was the Inkwell. That was the best possible thing for him because those were two totally different characters. Yeah. Who he was in the Inkwell is who you niggas really are, and y'all not old dog. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? But right, but that whoever, whoever was casting uh, and no, was casting, but whoever was uh, uh, shifting shaping his career to time. That's the best thing they could have did for him because what that did is allowed him. To be Anthony and dear presidents, because even though Anthony and dear president is not a, a a street thug gangster per se, these are elements of gangsterism that uh, old dog could have grown into. But it take him those that wider before he can be Anthony, he got to be in the inkwell. He got to be in uh what's that with him and Neil Long? Uh, uh, I never say poetry. that. I never say that. They do the poetry as him and Neil Long. She kind of play him. But anyway, he has to be this because that's why he can play Anthony so good. Because if he would have went from old dog to Anthony, he not going to get the same reception. And you see he don't pick roles that's the same. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I explained, too, with Denzel winning uh, the, the Oscar. It's because we've seen him do everything but play a, a villain. villain nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, Denzel being Malcolm X not really too far fetched when you start watching Malcolm X and you see how he, you know how Denzel can get through mannerisms and stuff down. Yeah. That's not far fetched, but the Denzel we think we know being Lonzo, yeah. that's, that's a whole you different. You really had different. to act yeah. to do that. Yeah. So, being a music supervisor, obviously you're working on new projects, doing the music supervision. How do people get their music to you, or how do you figure who you're going to work with? That's this, heavy because you that's gotta, big. Just listen to, to like, yeah. you gotta have that golden. You gotta have a golden ear. So, so um, of course, I I got about thirty thousand songs in my library, um, and that's from majors to yeah. independents. So, I'm listening to that all day. When I start, when I'm given a project, sometimes I solicit for music. Um, uh, I dig for. The end of I dig for the people that don't nobody know about. I right, I, right. I don't want the the already known artists. So when I download music or when I go listening for music, I'm always if I don't know about them, I'm gonna download it and I'm gonna see about them. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, because discovery is the like that's the actual the heart of the of the of the of the, of the entertainment industry is the real discovery. Like exactly. like so I was uh, recently in Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. and, I was walking on the strip and me and my wife was walking and I know the land of the, I know I know the plays, right? So what I mean by that is like I seen niggas selling books, I seen niggas selling CDs, I seen niggas doing all of this, right? But none of those niggas approach me and the thing that they don't know is I'm the nigga that's going to buy everything. And you you feel what I'm saying cuz I've been in each position. I said to my wife because we passed a dude three times and I seen him ask three different people and I seen him get frustrated with the CDs and shit because he really had CDs. Now, I got a real CD player. Like, I'm a nigga who I want the CD. I'm go- So I said, if we pass him again, I'm going to ask him what he's selling. We never got to pass him again, right? Now, I'm an award-winning author, but I'm also a writer for a website that I, uh, you know what I'm saying? So my approach is always, hey, I know I can help you advance whatever you're doing right now. I don't know what you do. I know that I can help you. All you got to do is say something to me, bro. I'm the one. I'm the nigga who go make you feel. Yeah, I want to buy it. You don't even got to pitch it to me. I see it in your hand. You know what I'm saying? So I watched the guy walk past with books. I'm watching him. I'm watching him ask everybody around me. I said, see, they don't understand one thing. The law of average. The law of average is one of ten. I just seen you ask eight people. You go ask somebody else. They go tell you, no, I'm your one of ten. And I'm going to buy it. For whatever you ask, I'm not going to, oh, no. Yeah, I'm not going to. And 
I'm going to read it and I'm going to write something about you. You probably never had an article written about you or you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you real feedback. feedback. Yeah, which yeah. most people not that, doing. That. No, they don't want real feedback. They want you to love it. They want you to 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 say it's the best they ever heard. And I'd be like, it was straight, bro, but your presentation all wrong because you don't even got a, a cover on this. You you don't even got your name on this. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't have contact information. I'm a nigga who you that need gonna need to contact you in three days and say, hey, uh, you got a bio? <laughs> nope. Well, this how you write one. I could or I could write you one for this, and then after I write you your bio, guess what I'm gonna do? This is why you have a bio. So when people ask about you, you could do this. You could because it's just simple as just talking. You can't be afraid of no in this industry. Exactly. Because you're never gonna if you hear yes way more than you hear no. It's not real. So your dad is somebody. <laughs> Or they don't want to offend your uncle or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a strong, I'm a hard yes. Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't turn up. Unless if, I don't got cash on me. If, yeah, if I, because I, if, if I don't got cash, I still need your contact information. Because so I, I will, because I get back. No, because, bro, as a matter of fact, I got something better than buying it. Come talk about it on the show. You, you see what you, I'm saying? You, you feel right. me? So, right. So, what's the last thing you discovered that somebody else heard and was like, yo, this it, far as movie wise? Because you put it in the, 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 the marriage between music and the movie scene is has to be flawless. Yeah, because that's going. That, yeah, you actually breaking. might have the hardest job. Like, but you know, it uh, it has been challenging <laughs> at some points. Yeah. I won't lie, it has been. But at some points, it's it's. I think my music librarian here is so crazy that when I read the scene, sometimes I just know right away what song. And what you do, just jot it down, need this song from Because you say you got yep. 30,000 records. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And now, have you ever did a movie, then read a script, and was like, damn, that go with that scene way better. I'd have already used it. Yep, <laughs> I have. That's hard. That, that's why I'm saying it's I just have. hard working. And I don't want to use Double the same back. music. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I hate to say this, like we see the same faces. Yeah, yeah. So I try to make you know sure what, I'm though, not doing that. I think right now is the time. It's about five actors and actresses here. Y'all got to go, dog. Y'all have to go to Hollywood. Y'all have yeah. to go to Atlanta. Y'all yeah. got to see if this shit real. You feel me? Because we can't just be the only people think y'all good for these roles. Exactly. Hey, man, go down there on Man Robinson line and see if he pick you. Exactly. Go stand in line, man. Fuck what you done done, exactly. man. Because experience is the, the the thief of time. So it don't matter what you've been in. Let the resume speak for itself. Right. Go I know I'm good enough to be in movies. Right. Now, go stand now in let's line. see if I'm... Let, right. Let's go see. Go stand yeah. in line and see if somebody else be like, oh, I need you here. Tyler. Yeah. Perry down there, man. Robinson down there. Go to uh L.A. Just walk around. Go to a, another type of casting call. Yep. Just see if you got it. It's about five people. They know who they are, but they got to, you know, I don't know you guys personally. So you feel me? A nigga might be like, yo, you hating. No, bro. You've exceeded your limit here. Yes. Now go be limitless. I agree. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'm going to tell you who do a great job of it, but uh, he, Jamal Willard. Yes, he do a great job he of it. He is so good. But the only thing is, he came back. He he did it reverse. So he, now he needs something big in Hollywood too, because they gotta respect what you're doing on this level. You feel me? Now you you done been to the pinnacle because you did a biopic of, of somebody people love, right? And then you came back and you running through the underground. <laughs> Hollywood got to reach back now and say, yeah. "We see what you." But doing. the thing is, he's gonna have to do a role. Nothing yeah, that's urban, saying, but that's like yeah. That's so like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like like Diesel, Diesel, Diesel is a phenomenal actor, I and I Diesel yeah, so and you could see him on the big screen, like you see it. And he, but I know when he get that big big role, it's gonna be nothing urban, and that's what's go. Take them out of here, like 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 that's gonna take them out of here because like well, Diesel been on the show before because he's a uh, one of my real good friends. They uh, they like first cousins or whatever, but uh, they like brothers. yeah, they like brothers. But you know what I'm saying? But like talking to him, he, Diesel takes the craft serious. seriously. He yeah. like like yeah, like you can it's see a it. Few in a, people when they step on the screen, you gotta step your shit up. It's a guy I know you uh, you probably know him, Robert Q. Jackson. He 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 didn't did about ten films this year. Then they starting to come out now, and uh, his his first leading role as a leading man is Concubine. Oh, but uh, he just are you working there. on that too? No, oh. well, I'm, I'm not sure yet. Movie he I'm just not sure. Was in, uh, that Richard and them put out. And, uh, what is it called? Let me go. I look at this page. But anyway, when he step on the scene, 
he make you step your shit up no matter if he talking or not in the scene that's presence these are the same way uh what's my baby name who really the, the nigga who put on for the city murder pain he the yeah. same way yeah when these he people yeah. when they step on here and there's a few more but i'm just saying that's what you need to 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 make the talent pool better because if you saying you do this you got to say nigga when i step on the scene Visionary Nick, he one of them too. He he he. I didn't cast him, but he's in the series that I cast. Shots, shots will be out uh, uh, pretty soon. We it's eight series. I mean eight se se uh, shows for the first season. It'll be out soon. But it's some people when they step on that stage. Yeah. Young Rock, but one of them too. Richard Brown, he one of them too. Cause but he do his own films. And and sometimes when you do your own stuff, a lot of people who do their own work. Don't want to work with other people who do their own work, and I think that's stupid. <laughs> I feel like you want the best talent pool, yeah, you right, know what right, I'm right. And it's like, yeah, so what if you do your own work? You the best music supervisor? I want well, her exactly. What would yeah. it take? You feel exactly. what I'm saying? Because you don't work with these people exclusive. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I'm sorry, but no, I want the. But even 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 if that, I couldn't be the uh, the music supervisor. I couldn't be just the casting exclusive or the music supervisor because that takes away from my creative. Exactly. And my, you know what I'm saying? So. Right now, though, you are the go-to music supervisor within the industry because the 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 independent underground, the independent uh, film industry is Detroit. That's just period. Is everybody everybody we know from around the country because they just swear we from Detroit until we tell no angster nigga. But uh, oh man, y'all Detroit niggas got the <laughs> two be on lock and all that. And I, yeah, I know some of these people. Like I know people behind it. I know the the intimate the, betrayal is what he yeah is. intimate betrayal. That was actually a great movie. Um, but all of these people. Is all the behind the scenes people that we really click with the most because, like I said, we were there in the beginning of their careers and some of these people' careers and didn't know that this was the beginning. We were just watching them be great. Like they was, we do marketing and stuff. Like in uh, Miles will tell you, like we were his young guys who knew what the streets wanted and all of that. So we coming up. And we looking at them and we thinking they already because they in the same rooms. Right. But we all actually babies in the same room. So to see these people like and, and then uh, Robert Q. Jackson, who he was talking about, we, we even put up money for plays and executive produced plays and stuff like that. Because we heard that Michael Harris did that and one of his plays had Denzel Washington in it. We heard that when we was young. So when we was young, we was like, hey, we can put up money for stuff and other people uh, be in it. So we find out. Through having Q on, I mean uh, Robert Jackson on the show one day that the one of the first plays he was in the first play. the, though actually the first play that he was in we put up the money for him and we ain't know we didn't know him he was his first role so oh I gotta keep my eye on you then dog and right. then he evolved into this you know what I'm saying so like that's like. Michael Harris putting up the money and for Disney Washington, Washington because he's on that. He he, he say twin whatever y'all need. I no nah, dog whatever I get I'm gonna make sure you get. I'm, you feel what I'm saying? I love and it. same thing with you. I'm gonna ask dog and hey who y'all music supervisor? I got the coldest one right here. I just hey. met her, but y'all can y'all here go her really work. Not a <laughs> music supervisor. They just do it. They just put nay songs in and shit. So no, or yeah. I don't know what their process is, but but no, but no, our process <laughs> is we go plug you in with the people we know who got the movie right now. That's our because what we are is the connected experience, and that means that we just connect people. Like I love uh, one of the people that helped helped us do one of the biggest things on our show, we met the same way we met you, right? So it's uh it's my guy uh Dean. We call him uh Pastor Dean, but you know what I'm saying. But that's an inside joke, right? So uh. Bazaar and King Gordy was on a press run because I say it now, you know what I'm saying. Bazaar and King Gordy was on a press run, yeah, and niggas ain't come. They they didn't come, and uh, we Dean had reached out to us like, hey man, you know uh, I got these artists I'm working with, blah blah blah, and it was Bazaar and King Gordy. So they didn't come to our show, but then they went and did like Vlad or some shit, right? You know what I'm saying? So we like. Damn, we right there. Why they wouldn't come? But Dean was kind of like standoffish after that. And we told him, hey, man, that don't got nothing to do with you. I said, we go work with each other and make some history, right? So this is, we had never met each other or nothing. So Jay Prince was coming to town, right? And we like, yo, we getting Jay Prince on the show. So we hit up Jay Prince people and Dean hit up Jay Prince people. And they told us the only reason they came to us he only went to us in the radio. Jay Prince, when he came out here that year, he went to us and was it 107? He only went to one of the radio stations. The only reason they came to us, because two different people hit him up and said this it was said, Y'all gotta go to the connected experience. That was us hitting them up 
And that was Dean hitting him up. He just did that on the love. And he just did that on the love because he liked the show. We made history together. I love it. Double back. We forget why we even started talking. It was because he was supposed he was booking somebody else to come to the show. We didn't hold that against you, bro, because that was they missed out on that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And even to make it even more crazier, Bizarre even tried to double back around and, and work with a company that put our podcast out. And didn't know that you played us in the beginning. Like, I ain't going to say you played us. We don't know what happened. But y'all didn't come. But that could have helped you. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Because people are, you know, my favorite uh, my favorite animal is an octopus, right? And it's, this is why, right? Because an octopus has six, it has eight tentacles, six of them uh, arms, two of them legs. People think that all of them arms. Two of the octopus tentacles are legs because if you've ever seen it walk on the ocean floor, it uses its back tentacles, right? So those are two legs and six arms, right? But the thing is people underestimate an octopus's reach, right? And that's how I look at everything we do, bro. You don't know how far my reach is. I've never hated on nobody. Because if somebody, if dude, when dude called us about working with Bazaar, I said, you got to do that at your own risk. Because I can say from personal experience, he didn't come where he was supposed to come before. Exactly. That don't say, I think he good to work with. I think he bad. You have to do that at your own risk. That's telling the truth. Right. You feel me? I'm not going to lie for you or lie about you to hurt you. I can tell you the truth. This didn't happen for us. But then again, I don't know how he looks at you. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. But people underestimate an octopus's reach. And I feel like never underestimate anyone or anything. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Because you don't know what rooms people sit in. You At don't all. know when you Have talk no to dude. Problem. Look, you don't know when you talk to dude if I was sitting in the room. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Or or none of never. Right. right. So we just I love that. Right. So we what we saying to you is that's how we met you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we know that th that same scenario blocks us beautiful relationships with us and other people and we extending our hand for the relationship and dog could come on the show. Okay. Well, yeah, because okay. this is why, right? This is why. The first time we told you we missed the show once, right? Yeah, I wasn't aware. Of right, that. but somebody else hooked that up and we never ever even confirmed that he was aware of that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we can't hold that against you because it wasn't his manager. That was somebody saying, hey, you need to go on a show. We don't know how that played out with him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, this time you booked it. Whatever the reason why it didn't. A whole misunderstanding. But he reached out. Like but but he reached out to him because he run the, yeah, I run the, the socials. socials. And, okay. and he reached out and we said, okay, that's different. Right. He didn't. You know what I'm saying? So you kept it. You kept it G on that front. Okay. You know, so. Just double back We go laugh about it on the show We go shoot a couple jokes But then we go sit down We go have a great conversation You know what I'm saying But before we do that We gotta talk we gotta to you We gotta talk to you Because, because you are you, per Yeah, you, you yeah. Came Because you do something too You just You play the background But we background So we know the background Need to sing in the forefront sometimes okay, <laughs> You feel what I'm saying yeah. So yeah. if yeah. So if people want to get at you A Just to uh, since you're doing the music supervisor oh, stuff, well, let, let's, let me preference this right. Now that you talk to us, everybody go. Want to talk to? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> over, it's over. Oh, oh, not, 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 yeah, yeah. We got to say that for sure. Now everybody, okay. whether they act like they heard this or not, now everybody, you just watch. You just keep your eye okay. on it because you got to go to air. We got the eyes, so watch. Everybody's gonna want to make their rounds with you. Cool. We are the 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 uh, the reference point. We are the, the, you know what I'm saying? We know, we know people listen to us and don't give us our props, but we see what it do for other people. We see how, so we know y'all listening. So first, everybody's going to want to talk to you now who knew you for 30 years. No, you know what I'm saying? So y'all could talk crazy. to her now, but <laughs> how can people get at you just on, since you the music supervisor? What email do they flood with their, their records that's, uh, hopefully they mix, they master, they're uh, properly they, encoded. They properly encoded. They're copyrighted with the, the, with, the <coughs> with the title. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. The name, name, the contact information. Basically, Bio. what I'm telling you, if you're going to, after she gives you this email address or tell you how to contact her, come, come the right way, man. I just want to add one thing to that list. What? Don't tell me DistroKid or TuneCore is your publisher. Don't you tell me that. Uh, see, so that's why, bang. Thank you for saying that. All the artists who, who looking to send her stuff and all of that, go to the college of hip hop dot org, order you some seminars, order you a consultation with us. That that that's what would be best. Tell us what you need 
And then we'll tell you how to go about achieving those things because the College of Hip Hop is the number one entertainment education platform. We we did this in what 2015? No, that was 2013. Well, people have tried, came and tried to do what we did. It didn't work. A bunch of big names tried to steal it from us. We had to show them that we was on top of our business, which actually created better relationships. So before they send you their music, make sure it's ready because if she wants it. And she picks go, it press go. She's pressing go We don't need to double back And find out It's not copywritten It's not published You don't know Who got the be- You don't You got to beat off YouTube Oh my god lord So let's not waste her time And help yourself Please So if they want to send you Their music How do they go about this So I have a website It's theladywiththegoldenear.com That's, that's There is a music submission form And on that same page You'll find whatever projects I'm working on it's usually a synopsis attached. Could you please explain what synopsis that, means? That's the over overall um, breakdown. review breakdown yeah. of what the movie is. Shout, about. shout out to Al Nuke. Yes. He the first time yeah. we heard that yeah. we were yeah. shooting seventeen thousand block because we went to audition <laughs> and he came in the room. It was it was hundred. Yeah, it was hundred. Yeah, yeah. We got to get Al Nuke. Yeah, we got to get Al Nuke on the show. Yeah. Matter of fact, that was down the street at the right when you turn on Greenfield. There was a building right over there. He yeah. came in there like, make sure y'all read the synopsis. We looked at each other. Like, the whole room looked at each other like synopsis. <laughs> Niggas been reading synopsis their whole life. Yeah. Didn't even know what it was. So yeah. every time we hear the word synopsis, we say you got to tell people what that is because <laughs> they they know they just don't. Okay, yeah. so basically the synopsis is the back of the book, nigga. That's what exactly. it is. It's the back <laughs> of the book. It's the back of the uh, DVD. Yeah. It's the back of the shit. That's exactly. what the synopsis is. You know what I'm saying? We got to get Nuke on too next time. Yeah. So anybody who's listening, if y'all got the plug to Al Nuke, I know he be in and out of town working with. Boom, there we go. That's a connected experience. That's it. We definitely make sure you uh send me that email address too, because I'm gonna put that in the description. It's gonna come. We no, no. It's the lady with the goldenair.com, but she gonna send it to you. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure. Yeah, so we can put that. So if they want to get at you for music, we just go leave that there. We don't want nobody contacting you personally because we know that. No, this is what I'm about to say though, right? Just because we said if y'all want to send the music to her, whatever other contact information you about to give now, they're gonna flood that with music. So just the lady with the golden ear dot com. You know what I'm saying? And listen, we appreciate you coming because like very interesting story that you've been on the scene and you put H Town on with they first like <laughs> that's big. That's big. Like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You was in commercials and stuff too. Yeah. And again, whoever wrote, who wrote your bio? Um, her name is Val. Okay, Val. You did a excellent job. I'm coming from a person who writes bios. You know what I'm saying? Like the way it was structured, everything. Like. I've never read a bio of somebody in card. I'm like, hey, dog, did you see that? Like, I'm like, did you read her bio? Like, and listen, just get Val to do dog uh, bio, please. Like, working on yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just <laughs> I been working lie. with him not that long. Yeah. So what I do have is really old. Yeah, we just need to update. Yeah, because I'm working. So when I was doing an outline on him, I found a bunch of different stuff, and I'm just like, damn, like all that need to be, be in there. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. It kind of blew my mind with all of the stuff that dude did, like that he didn't have a, a bio. And then it really blew my mind when I said, yo, shit. So, <laughs> no, but in real life, you know what I said? I said they must have just started working together. Yeah. There's no, I read that. I read, I seen yours. And then I was like, oh, they must have just started working together. You know what's crazy? Since you said that, when you asked me for the bio and I sent it, I'm like, I'm sending one for me <laughs> And I wasn't able to do this for him yeah, it's all love. But you're a vet You're an industry vet You are literally a veteran in the game You are uh, you are industry royalty To even know to Your Detroit industry royalty for sure To know that you And you, I seen you with my uh, motherfucking dog Chantel the one I love her Hey Chantel my motherfucking dog yeah. She done been, on, she done been like on here three, four times, three, four times. Yeah. You know yeah. I, we, I keep her in my plans What I mean by that is like we just be always having opportunities and it's three it's three women that I always keep in my plan. She one of them and the other two is a podcast called Call You Back with Robin and the real K Simone. And it's like, yo, any opportunity that I got that I can help them, I'm doing that shit. For sure. For sure. And, uh, I, real talk. I, I used to listen to her shit. That's how I met her and we built a relationship. You feel what I'm saying? And I just was like, yo, she in my plans. I fuck with her. I rock with her heavy. You feel I what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was when I seen that's when when I seen you in the picture with her, I said, She better come on. She gotta 
come on. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I ain't reach out to her because by this time I got your number and shit. But I was like, oh, okay, I fuck with you because you fuck with her because we, we locked in. You know Yeah, but yeah, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, y'all having me. We definitely, so you got an open door. Yeah, with open us. door. This is what it's mean. Whatever, whatever you're you working on or whoever you, you got, with, you send them to us. You we, know when we, we record. Open. You feel what I'm saying? We, we really you know the structure. That. You feel what I'm saying? You know the structure. You know what I'm saying? And it's because that's when we. Spend our time working because we do other shit. So it's like we got to dedicate this time to that right there. Yeah, but, but you got an open door. So I appreciate that. Whatever artist you working with, whatever like Dennis Reed or whoever you like, yo, y'all need to go because when people sit down here and talk, they be surprised on how many people came through them doors and sat down and talk that they work with every day. Right, like the office he in up there. That used to be Miles' office. That's where the podcast thing was at. That's where the summit was. At. That's where the podcast. Yeah, that the I podcast just had a conversation with Rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about it's so funny. He mentioned podcasts and I asked him something. And he you guys were the first one. Rock Sykes. Rock yeah. Sykes. Yeah. Yeah. Rock I'm Sykes. Like, oh, I'm going My to man. see them already. Rock Rock Sykes <laughs> was the first person to bring T I to the city young back Jock. when Young Jock. Yeah, when yeah. We were on tour with T I. Yeah. We was yeah. Rock Sykes. So we've been locked in with Rock for a long yeah, time. Stuff going on that I mentioned some podcasts. Yeah. And he was, yeah, he was my man. He been the on birthday here. a couple days after yeah, ours. Like, the 27th, that's I think exactly he the 25th. What he just told me. Uh, yeah, my like man. we we've been so down for a like, long so time. We're probably gonna connect on some business. Oh, so for sure, for sure. Everybody make sure he talks to y'all about. I'm when we get out the when we get out of here, I'm gonna jump on the phone. Hey, we just had Rita up here. <laughs> but but for sure though, like you got a real open pol- an open door policy, and that's just what we call a connected experience. Like when 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 we put people in the room together. And then they put people in the room with us or whatever, like so. That's a connected experience, and like we appreciate you coming. Like I said, when you get back to the art, that's why we haven't mentioned who you uh, because we don't want it. To, like it wasn't about him; it was about he was coming, and then you was coming anyway. Like you ain't even know. Like right. we all it, we them type of people, but like we definitely want to get him on probably next week. Like we go put that together. But anybody you working with or anybody you feel like can have a conversation just it ain't based on music none of that we a lifestyle show and everybody's lifestyle matters you know what i'm saying and it does everybody lifestyle matter how can i get with you my Uh, tce pod on instagram and twitter tce pod on instagram and twitter where can i order them books from man uh man go to amazon type in uh justice for nikisha father's pain we go push that to number one but you can also go to amazon type in adventures of selby sunshine and order every last one of my daughter's books which makes it the three book series yeah. uh what was the first one the bestest family vacation kenny garden for reals in the recent uh release that we just did next stop first grade and uh we killing the charts too we just yeah. uh, I, I know how to open up that yeah i know so just go to amazon and type in uh the adventures of shelby sunshine or justice for nikisha but if you want to order the book that started it all you go to one sljackson.com that's one sljackson.com and order the award-winning novella Urban fantasy, uh, instinct, animal urban instinct, urban. the urban jungle. Two on the way. Yeah. Two go be the listen. Well, it's done. It's done. That's what I said about <laughs> yeah, my writing done. career. It's so, done. animal instinct two, a tale of two jungles yeah. is. I wrote it from a cinematic point of view because this is going to this is going to be my introduction to the world and reality because they go think. That I'm a true crime author Or they go think That I'm a children's <laughs> book author But I'm really An urban fantasy, fantasy author urban fantasy. It's fantasy You know what I'm saying So J.K. Rollins Don't want to get down And shit like that But yeah, I'm gonna tell her like, ass, nah, We on your yeah. ass You know what I'm saying Y'all know who J.K. Rollins is right That's Harry Potter That's who wrote Harry Potter That's who wrote Harry Potter So we, yeah, we'll be We on your ass J.K. You know what I'm saying I'm Santuan I'm Antoine I want for my brother What I want for myself <laughs>